Hello, dear listeners. Today in the studio, Xenia. Last week, Netflix released a new docu-series called Monsters Inside, about Billy Milligan, the first person to be acquitted of a major crime based on a defense that he suffered from a dissociative identity disorder. Have you ever heard the story of Billy Milligan? Or have you ever heard about multiple personality? Are you curious? I'm inviting you to join today's episode of the free topic program to find out more. Let's get started. I got to know the story of Billy Milligan in high school. I loved reading and one day I read the book Flowers for Algernon. Maybe you know this novel, it's pretty famous. This book made a strong impression on me. So I decided to read another piece by Daniel Keyes. And next on this author's must-read list was The Minds of Billy Milligan. While reading this book, I could not believe that this story is not fictional, but the main character of this book is a real person. At that time, I was already interested in psychology and psychiatry. I was obsessed with films on this topic, but this case was beyond my understanding. So I began to read and search on the Internet all the available information about the history of Billy Milligan. So who is Billy Milligan and why is his story so unique? Billy Milligan was an American citizen who was famous for multiple personality disorder. He was charged with rapes and robberies, but was the first man who was acquitted by the USA court due to mental disorder. In 1977, he was sent for compulsory treatment and went down the psychiatric history as an owner of 24 full-fledged personalities. Before we learn more about Billy's story, let's understand what multiple personality or dissociative identity disorder is. So, what is dissociative identity disorder, which used to be called multiple personality disorder or split personality disorder? Dissociative identity disorder, or DID, is a mental health condition, dissociating, disconnecting from yourself or the world. People with DID have two or more separate identities. These personalities control their behavior at different times. Each identity has its own personal history, traits, likes and dislikes. DID can lead to gaps in memory and hallucinations, believing something is real when it isn't. How common is DID? DID is very rare. The disorder affects between 0.01 and 1% of the population. What causes dissociative identity disorder? DID is usually the result of sexual or physical abuse during childhood. Sometimes it develops in response to a natural disaster or other traumatic events like combat. The disorder is a way for someone to distance or detach themselves from trauma. 
What are the signs and symptoms of DID? A person with DID has two or more distinct identities. The core identity is the person's usual personality. Alters are the person's alternate personalities. Some people with DID have up to 100 alters. Alters tend to be very different from one another. The identities might have different genders, ethnicities, interests and ways of interacting with their environments. There is no cure for DID. Most people will manage the disorder for the rest of their lives. But a combination of treatments can help reduce symptoms. You can learn to have more control over your behavior. Over time, you can function better at work, at home or in your community. So, how did Billy Milligan have dissociated identity disorder? William Stanley Milligan was born on 14th of February in 1955. He was one of the sons of American comic Johnny Morrison. Morrison committed suicide when the boy was four years old. His mother, Dorothy, tried to arrange her private life several times until she got married to Chalmer Milligan in 1963. A new husband turned out to be a cruel person who was inclined to violence and sadism. Researchers consider that the Billy personality split at the age of eight, when his stepfather outraged him. The rape occurred in the barn next to Billigan's house. Severe child trauma entailed mental illness in the future. Due to research, the youngest personality living inside the man was no more than 3-4 years old. This age fell on the period when Billy's father made two attempts of suicide. And now I suggest getting to know the 24 personalities of Billy Milligan, all with different names, ages, accents, interests, sexualities, roles, as well as their own mental and physical disabilities, such as dyslexia and deafness. Billy Milligan is the core personality. Arthur is an extremely sophisticated and educated Englishman, an expert in science and medicine, with a focus on hematology. He was in the sport during times that required intellectual thinking. Arthur is one of only two personalities who could classify a person in the group as undesirable or unwanted. Ragen Vadaskovenich is the keeper of hate. His name comes from the words rage again. Ragen describes himself as Yugoslavian, has a Slavic accent, can write and speak in Serbian, and is extraordinarily strong. He controls the sport in dangerous times and can designate group members as undesirable. He admitted committing robbery in order to support the family, but had no knowledge about the rapes. Alan is a conman and a manipulator. He is the most common person to talk to the outside world. He plays the drums and paints portraits. Also, the only right-handed. 
He is the only personality that smokes cigarettes. Tommy is the escape artist. He is often confused with Alan. He plays the tenor sax and is an electronic expert. He is also a painter specializing in landscapes. Danny is afraid of people, especially men. He only paints still lives and never paints landscapes. He says this way because Chalmer made him dig his own grave and buried him in it. David, age eight, is the keeper of pain. He comes to the spot to take the pain of the others. Christian, age three, was the one who would stand in the corner in school when Billy would get in trouble. She has dyslexia, but Arthur taught her to read and write. Ragan has a special bond with her. Christopher, Christian's brother, plays the harmonica. Adalana, a lesbian, cooks and cleans house for the others and writes poetry. Milligan's lawyer claimed that Adalana had admitted to committing the rapes without the knowledge of Milligan or the other elders. Phil is a fuck and took part in planning some small-time crimes, has a Brooklyn accent and marked due to him being a criminal. Kevin is a criminal planner. He helped devise a plan to rob a drugstore, also labeled because he is a criminal. Walter is Australian. He calls himself a big game hunter and has an excellent sense of direction. He often used as a spotter. He was labeled because he shot and killed a crow. April only has thoughts about destroying Billy's stepfather, declared an undesirable when she convinced Dragon to kill Chalmer. Likely, for Arthur was able to talk him out of it at the last second. Samuel is a Jewish person and the only one who believes in God. Was marked because he sold some of the other person's personal paintings. Mark is the workhorse. He is often referred to as the zombie because he does nothing unless he is told and will stare at walls when bored. Steve is the imposter. He uses imitations for comedy. He was made to be undesirable because his comedy caused family problems. Lee is the prankster, and his practical jokes normally get the family into trouble. He does not care about consequences for his actions. He was made undesirable because one of his jokes put them into solitary confinement. Jason is the pressure valve. He was used at the beginning to release tension for the family, but he caused them to get into too much trouble and was marked as undesirable. Bobby always dreams of leading some adventure or fixing some global crisis, but he has no ambitions and was labeled due to that fact. Sean, who is for and deaf, makes buzzing sounds so he can feel the vibration in his head. He was labeled an undesirable because there was no benefit from being deaf later on in life. Martin 
is a snob from New York. He wants things just handed over to him without earning them. Timothy worked in a florist shop until he encountered a gay man who flirted with him. He went into his own world after that. And last one, the teacher was by far the greatest milestone to helping Billy achieve fusion. He is the sum of all 24 people put together and has almost total recall of all the other people's actions and thoughts. So, can you imagine that all these personalities actually are one person? It's incredible. Milligan had never been to Serbia, but Argen spoke Serbian and even could write. That's just unbelievable. Let's continue with Billy Milligan's story. Billy lost control of the body at the age of 16 when he tried to attempt suicide for the first time. Arthur and Dragon, being in his body, put down the main owner and made him sleep. After Billy fell asleep, the number of active personalities increased. Two of them led Milligan to the prison for the first time. Brooklyn Phil was involved in homosexual couples' robberies and his friend Kevin attacked a pharmacy. One of Milligan's personalities described his internal world as a dark room in the center of which was a ray of light. A person needs to stand on the spot to take possession of the mind. While being in prison, the main dominant personality was a Yugoslavian communist dragon Vadaskovinich. And after prison, this place took Englishman Arthur. These two people decided who and when can stand on the spot. When personalities were unconscious of mind, they slept, overwatched or interacted with each other. The term family was used to identify this group. Arthur and Dragon, as I have already mentioned, could prohibit one of personalities and deprive them to stand on the spot. So, for example, it was with Adalana. Because Billy's body was imprisoned for the second time through her fault. White female soul became an aggressive lesbian which had committed the student's rapes under the drug's influence. This personality tried to piece out the lack of love and care this way. Arthur and Dragon put Adelana in the list of unwanted or undesirable persons after this occasion and banned them from taking possession of the mind. Milligan was released on parole in 1977. However, a few months later, he was arrested again for raping and robbing three students. Two of the victims identified him by photo and then the suspect was taken into custody. Milligan underwent a psychological examination after the trial of suicide. Dominant personalities let real Billy go to the spot and he did not come up with anything better than to try to kill himself, smashing his head against the wall. It became clear that Billy is not alright with the psych after the psychological examination. The court admitted Milligan insane. That is why he was sent for treatment to the state clinic. 
It was the first time in the USA when a man with a diagnosis of multiple personality was relieved from criminal liability. Billy Milligan was core personality. He spent most of his life asleep. Other individual isolated him to save the life of the common body. The fact was that Billy constantly tried to commit suicide from the young age. Arthur and Ragan, Allen, Tommy, Danny, David, Christine, Christopher, Adalana and other personalities lived his life. And as I mentioned, there was a place in Billy's mind for another person in addition to listed ones. Personality teacher shown himself for the first time when Milligan was treated. This character had memories of all people lived in Billy's mind. It is the teacher who helped Daniel Keyes with the material for a book about Milligan's life. Psychiatrists believe that the reason for Milligan's splitting were his stepfather's mockeries. Rape might not be a single case. There were other manifestations of violence by Chalmer Milligan against the stepson. Based on this information obtained during the Billy's treatment, Chalmer Milligan was accused of rape and child abuse. It must be noted that psychiatry in the 70s was not as developed as nowadays. The doctors decided that Milligan suffered from acute schizophrenia. There were only a few cases of multiple personality split, so additional examination was needed to make an accurate diagnosis. Modern psychiatry classified Milligan as a classic example of pathology. His story and photos were included in many training manuals on the time of therapy and diagnosis of mental illnesses. Milligan was released in 1988 after a decade in mental hospitals and discharged from the Ohio Mental Health System and the Ohio Courts on August 1991. After being treated in 1985, Milligan was considered well enough to move out into the orphan's community next to hospital. Milligan rented a farmhouse but still had to check in with hospital every day. However, his living out in the community caused a great deal of friction and fear. And at the same time, a two-hour documentary about Billy's story was filmed. This documentary includes interviews with Daniel Keyes, author of The Minds of Billy Milligan, Dorothy Moore, Billy's mother, Dr. David Cole, Billy's doctor, and Billy Milligan at the age of 30. Unfortunately, the full two-hour documentary is not presently available. There is only a short video, and now I suggest you listen to Billy Milligan. Well, basically, I'm no different than anyone else. I was sent to Athens on a court order because Athens is considered not only a think tank and a learning center, but they had a specialist down there named Dr. David Call, 
who is renowned in treating people with my kind of illness. Um, his job was to restore me to a reality sense and to integrate me back into the community as a working, productive citizen and a taxpayer. Millie Gondard of cancer in the 12th of December 2014 at the age of 59. I have already mentioned that dissociative identity disorder is very rare. But this, of course, doesn't mean that Billy Milligan's case is the only one. Louis Vivet was one of the first people to be diagnosed with DID. He was born on February of 1863, marred by a prostitute who neglected a child. He was already into crime at the young age of eight. Vivet was arrested several times and lived in a correction house until age 18. His disorder allegedly manifested when he was 17 years old. His multiple personalities didn't emerge until an accident when he was working at a vineyard. A viper raped itself around his hand. The snake actually didn't bite him, but it caused him a great deal of fear and distress. He had convulsions and became paralyzed from the waist down. But these were psychosomatic symptoms. Again, he was brought into a shelter where his situation became even more complicated. He was changed into a different person. He didn't recognize anybody. He was in and out of the hospitals from 1880 and 1881, undergoing treatments such as hypnosis and metallotherapy. Later, a doctor found out that he had 10 different personalities, each with their own traits and stories. Another famous case is Judy Castelli. For years, Castelli suffered from serious physical and sexual abuse. She struggled with voices inside her head and depression, which caused her college psychiatrist to send her home. Castelli was hospitalized numerous times for serious self-harm and suicide attempts, and each time she was wrongly diagnosed with chronic schizophrenia. Judy Castelli's creative life has been fulfilling. During the 1980s, one of her personalities, the Judy that can sing, that's a name, began a career singing at clubs in Greenwich Village. She was even allegedly about to be signed a Columbia Records she was only properly diagnosed in 1994. It was determined she has 44 distinct personalities. Writing music, sculpture and making stained glass made her a successful artist. She was also a mental health advocate and worked as an art teacher for people with mental illness. One more famous person who struggled with DID is Herschel Walker. He is a former professional American football player and a really successful person. 
but deep inside he was battling an illness for a long time. He was diagnosed with DID after he retired in 1997. As a child, Walker was always bullied because of his weight and his stuttering. His mother did not want him to be hindered by this. Walker pushed himself hard until he surpassed academically and athletically. Walker created another person inside him, a person that wouldn't give up, a person that is almost superhuman, and he became that. He told about his struggle with the idea as such. When you start wearing a hat, that you wear with red hat for football. You wear the white hat for home. You wear the blue hat for work. But all of a sudden, when you leave home, you put on the red hat. You put it on at home. The hat's always screwed up. So now, that aggressive nature that you had in football is now at home because you put on the wrong hat. In 2008, Walker published a book called Breaking Free, My Life with Dissociative Identity Disorder, where he recounted his experiences. He wrote the book so that people can better understand DID. Unfortunately, time is up. While it's very sad and tragic, it's also incredible how our body works to defend and protect ourselves. I highly recommend you to read Daniel Key's book about story of Billy Milligan and probably also watch new Netflix docuseries. Take care of yourself and listen to us every Thursday from 5 to 6 on Mushtar FM. See you next time. Bye-bye.